Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Dallas Cowboys Salvation Army Kettle, it's the fourth and inches show with <laughs> Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, we got that long-awaited uh, splashdown for uh, Ezekiel Elliott last week, even Finally. though he was probably only the second best running back on his own team, but still, that was a, a bit of comic relief in a game that wasn't all that interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a Cowboys fan, it wasn't terrible. I didn't have a whole lot of issues with it, but yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the Salvation Army thing, I guess, is just going to always be an Ezekiel Elliott uh, prop at this point, so it's not quite T.O. and, and pulling cell phones out of him. If he's lucky enough to have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe instead we can just put it right on his on his plaque. Maybe on his bus to just see him coming out of the uh, the Salvation Army bucket. Talk about publicity. That would be that would be really cool. But the universe so, gave me the greatest that... birthday gift of a uh, Mister Irrelevant being a starting quarterback this week. What more can you ask for? <laughs> well, you could probably ask for C.J. Bethard still being on the team, but. Yeah, of know, course, what a uh, things play out this week, and uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. You may get to see C.J. Beathard in action, although for a we cat team rather than a gold mining team. But, uh, yeah, and as you alluded to, uh, very happy birthday to you. I, I can sing you. if you'd like. <laughs> I think I think we'll we'll uh, we'll save it for later. We don't want to give everyone everything. Oh, come on, I want to do know? it now. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday so to you. Happy <laughs> birthday, dear Jana. Happy birthday to you and many more. So thank there you, you go, you, the official you. fourth and inches birthday serenade. That's it. It's much better you and I'm sure that will lead so to several opportunities to sing the national anthem somewhere, but uh just well, maybe, step right up and let maybe me know. the Eagles will give you a call and let you let you record on their Christmas album next year since they're now putting out a Christmas album in two weeks. I gotta say oh, though, well, that be fun. Jordan Jordan Mailata has the voice of an angel. Wasn't expecting it out of a man that large, but he can sing. The Eagles are really doing oh, something out to, here. As if Philadelphia I didn't mean enough. That out. I actually, it's pretty good. <clears throat> I actually have a friend who was um who's a professional musician. His name is Tony DeSera and was actually fortunate to uh he sang the national anthem before Thursday night. Oh, wow. uh, uh, Steelers-Ravens game a few years ago, but of course now they don't televise the uh, no. national anthems anymore in most games, so I just got to see him walking off the field after he had sung, you know, they go to commercial <laughs> during you know, I know the national him. anthem now, which seems pretty unpatriotic to me, never mind you know, all the other things it. that are deemed unpatriotic, but and we won't yeah. even touch uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Werewolf versus Vampire himself, who had a pretty rough day down in Georgia yesterday, but uh, yeah. another uh, yeah. alumni of your uh, favorite team. It did not there. go great for him. Yeah. No, they did Once not. Once a cowboy, always a cowboy. <laughs> I guess. Once a Texas yeah. resident, always a Texas resident, but anyway, yeah. I digress yeah. uh, what's in store for our show tonight. Uh, we have a whole lot ahead. Uh, we know playoffs are starting in some places. If you've listened to the show, this is already a hot-button issue for the Sherpa. My team in that league is too bad to actually make the playoffs, so it's not an issue for me. <laughs> oh, I missed out have... on the playoffs this year on a tiebreaker, so even though uh, my, my star running back is on a bye this week, it doesn't matter because I lost out. Well, 
total I gotta say, it's, I have it's good same. that it's good that my team did not make the playoffs because Mark Ingram was, I think, my last real running back, and he's got a partially torn MCL now. So, as if that were the the straw that was going to break the camel's back here. But <laughs> well, I did check, and you you do have, I think, the second pick in the draft for your 16-team league next season. So uh, if nothing you know, else, getting your quarterback if nothing else, she'll get either uh, Bijan Robinson or the uh, Atlanta, excuse me, Alabama running back. You should get one of those two guys, and so you should have a real yeah. running back. But then again, I don't think you have think a real quarterback it. either, so that would be a dilemma. Although the quarterbacks usually are still available and not leave a little bit later in the draft. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but stick around for next season when we try to rebuild this again. <laughs> but tonight, we will take care of everyone who is still playing. You're you're either in your last push or you're getting ready for the playoffs. We've got plenty of ways for you to win, despite the fact that six teams are on a bye. The other uh, birthday gift that the universe gave me was I don't actually have to pick the Falcons to lose this week because they're on a bye. Uh, we've got an injury report. We've got waiver wire pickups because you're going to have to fill some of these holes. Maybe your quarterback is no longer playing. Maybe your quarterback is Baker Mayfield. We're going to figure that out for you. And then, of course, we've got who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, some daily fantasy picks. We have an action-packed show like we do every week. We'll be here with you for a full hour from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time if you're listening live or after the fact. Buckle up. you got 60 minutes ahead of you. Hopefully we're making the commute a little better. And as always, if you've missed any past episodes, you just need to hear the soothing sounds of our voice because one hour probably just isn't enough. Uh, you can find us all over the place, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. There's only over 200 episodes to choose from. Plenty of good stuff there. You can find us all over social I media. We're on I might recommend week three in 2013. <laughs> that was a particularly good show, I think. Some of them are barn burners, you know? You got you got to find the hidden gems out there. Can we mispronounce San Antonio Holmes' name? <laughs> it was only like five years. I mean, he retired eventually. Um, we figured out to a tongue of Ilo. We got there. We we made it through. I'm sure there's going to be some yeah. some other uh, tough Lots names. Lots of practice, down the but I got there. Yeah, yeah. we got there. Oh, I we got, got there. I got one this week that I'm kind of flummoxed by. But we'll get to that. Uh-oh. Oh, geez. Well, you got a cliffhanger there, folks. Uh, you can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can always email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. So, as I, I alluded to, we do have, unfortunately, Six teams on a bye this week. The Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders. So certainly down uh, some running backs, some receivers. We've got a lot of holes to fill, a couple of defenses. Um, but before we get there, let's let's get the always exciting injury news out of the way here uh, so we know exactly who we need to pick up off the waiver wire because – Unfortunately, there's a few. Uh, we'll start out in Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray might still be yelling at uh, his head coach, could be yelling at, at really anyone at this point. Could be Hopkins. It's it's tough. Uh, however, he will be playing in a game where another quarterback is also yelling at his coaches. So you got that coming for you, folks. Uh, but in Arizona, wide receiver Rondale Moore is not practicing today. 
got a groin injury. It looks like he's pretty questionable. Um, if he, he maybe gets a practice in before Friday, I'm feeling better about things, but right now it doesn't look great. Also, wide receiver Greg Dortch, who becomes a lot more interesting should Rondale Moore not play, is uh, dealing with a thumb injury, is working his way back from, but they're pretty optimistic he is going to play this week. So if Rondale Moore doesn't play, Greg Dortch becomes a, a much better option. Otherwise, hopefully you're not in a league deep enough where you got to make that kind of decision. Uh, the Ravens, we saw Lamar Jackson get knocked out of the game this week uh, and take down one of my fantasy teams all at once. I'm sure a few other people had that problem as well. He is dealing with a sprained PCL in his knee. He's not practicing. Um, typically, it's a one- to three-week injury. They're not officially ruling him out for the weekend yet, but he's not going to play. That means Tyler Huntley, uh, who is, is basically Lamar Jackson Light, will be playing quarterback more than likely again this week for the Ravens. He essentially runs the same playbook. He's just a little bit smaller and younger. So uh, how much you're really losing – Lamar Jackson with a bad knee, a healthy Tyler Huntley, hard to say. Um, Also worth noting that running back J.K. Dobbins is not going to be activated off the IR this week. He was eligible to return, but he's not quite ready yet, coming back from uh, another setback with his knee. So he won't be on the field. They may get Patrick McLean, uh, a linebacker they, they really could use on that defense back. He's been dealing with a thigh injury. It looks like he's on track to play this week, so the defense is going to get a little better for the Ravens. If you're looking for somebody to pick up, they may be out there. Keep an eye on that. Out in Buffalo, it came out this afternoon that uh, linebacker Von Miller, unfortunately, is going to be out for the year after having uh, ACL surgery. They were hoping that it wasn't structural damage, but further test showed it was, so he's done for the year. Uh, he'll be back next year. It doesn't sound like it was a full tear, so hopefully it's it's not going to cut in next season. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder is targeting to return later in December. He's dealing with that ankle injury on and on IR. Uh, supposedly his rehab's going well, so if you're really looking for a, a deep sleeper in a deep league, you might need for your playoff push. Maybe keep Jamison Crowder on the back burner. They're also dealing with uh, a couple of injuries to their defense, which Scott Macy's heard that one before. Um, so the defense, again, unfortunately, for you Buffalo fans. Out in Carolina, they released Baker Mayfield this week. Just, just out of the blue, just decided, woke up one day and we're like, you know, we're all set here. So somehow uh, Baker Mayfield and Matt Stafford, who who brought back quite a few picks in trades, are no longer playing for their respective teams as they started the season list. So a lot of people looking real silly. Uh, we'll get to Baker Mayfield and him landing in San Francisco in just a few minutes. But in Carolina, worth noting that running back Deontay Foreman is not practicing. He's still in, dealing with a foot injury and is very questionable coming down uh, to the week. So hopefully he gets to practice in on Friday. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him or he's pretty limited out there this week. Also, quarterback P.J. Walker is going to play this week. Um, he's been dealing with an ankle injury, but right now he's on track to be the starter for the Panthers uh, and as the world turns in Carolina. Uh, one of many quarterback carousels we'll talk about today. <laughs> in Cincinnati, one of the few things they don't have to worry about is their quarterback. Uh, Joe Mixon is out of concussion protocol. He did not play last week after he had that, suffered that concussion, but it looks like he is going to be good to go. He got a full practice in today. So that is a very good time for him coming into the weekend. Tight end Hayden Hurst, uh, however, not looking like he's going to play this Sunday. 
he's still dealing with a calf injury. Uh, right now they're calling him doubtful. He's not going to be out on the field. So have a plan B at tight end here for uh, your fantasy team if you've got Aiden Hurst on the roster. Out in Cleveland, we saw Deshaun Watson um, come out and like he hadn't played quarterback in two years. Um, so maybe that gets better this week. Not really sure. Uh, it looks like he is potentially going to be without tight end David Njoku. He's dealing with a knee injury. He was limited today at practice, but did practice a little bit, so that's a good sign. Also, wide receiver David Bell was limited today. He's dealing with a thumb injury. Um, the defense is, is a little banged up, but on the whole, Cleveland's pretty healthy, so that's a good problem to have. Out in Dallas, the the biggest news so far is that Odell Beckham Jr. is not a Dallas Cowboy yet. He went to the Cowboys amongst other teams. They apparently are not thrilled with how his knee looks. He told Micah Parsons he'd be good to go in a couple of weeks. Not really sure what's real and what's not, but being potentially intoxicated on an airplane is not a deal breaker. So what the Cowboys and Jerry Jones will do, we have no idea. I don't think you need to be going to pick up Odell Beckham Jr. on any of your fantasy teams, though. Um, in good news for the Cowboys, someone who is actually on the roster, and that is Tyron Smith, who has not played all season. He was designated to return from IR today. He's been dealing with a knee injury, and it looks like he is hoping to play this week against the Texans uh, so that offensive line gets a, a little sturdier. They did lose cornerback uh, Anthony Brown to a torn Achilles, and they're dealing with a, a lot of injuries to the defensive ends. But overall, not not a whole lot of bad there, which is a good thing, at least for me, maybe not so much for the rest of the NFC. The Denver Broncos, I mean, as if the way they're playing wasn't bad enough, now all of their wide receivers are hurt and their kicker. Uh, Jerry Judy was questionable, is listed as questionable. He was limited today with an ankle injury. It looks he's, like he's going to play this week. Cortland Sutton, however, doesn't look like he is going to be on the field this week. He technically is still questionable or doubtful, depending who you ask. Uh, he's dealing with a hamstring injury, didn't practice today, and it's, quote, not looking good for this week. So I would plan on him not being in your lineup. Um, also, just transactionally, wide receiver K.J. Hamler was officially put on IR on Saturday, so this season is basically done with that hamstring injury. And Brandon McManus is dealing with a quad injury. He didn't practice today, but they're supposedly not concerned about it. They're not bringing in another kicker, so he should be kicking this week. Uh, apparently, I'm still real pissed about missing that three-yard field goal. I can't believe the guy. Out in Detroit, running back DeAndre Swift was limited today with an ankle injury. He looks like he's on track to play. Uh, wide receiver Khalif Raymond, however, a little more up in the air. He didn't practice today. He's dealing with an illness. It sounds like the flu, and it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, so keep an eye on that. Um, and the Lions did designate wide receiver Quintez Deepest to return from IR. So he's, he's hoping to play this week. We'll see. He was dealing with a foot injury. They did get James Williams back last week as well. So their wide receiver course getting a little healthier. Out in Houston, Davis Mills is back as your starting quarterback. Everyone rejoice. The Kyle Allen two-week experiment is over. Um, they realize they're not actually better with someone else under center. They're just not that good of a team. And they have the distinction of being the first team mathematically eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs this weekend. <laughs> the Bears also were, but they did it later in the day. Um, most notably in Houston, besides David Mills, of course, wide receiver Brandon Cooks um, didn't practice today. He's dealing with a calf injury. Doesn't look great. They're, they're still listing him as questionable. He will probably try to play. I don't know how effective he's going to actually be. Um, 
Nico Collins, who is dealing with a foot injury and uh, not practicing, is probably the healthier of the two, which isn't really saying a lot, but they're going to throw the ball a lot this week. Um, also, keep an eye on cornerback Dingley Jr. It looks like he may be back this week. He's missed the last couple of weeks of hamstring injury. So defense could certainly use it. Out in Jacksonville, quarterback Trevor Lawrence uh, looks like he actually died on the field just before halftime, but came back and was fine. Um, it must be nice to be, you know, 22, 23, all of your joints bend like that. Um, he's technically, they're calling it a foot injury. It's his big toe. Um, he says he's fine. He's not practicing. <clears throat> they're listing him as questionable. He's going to play. Uh, Travis Etienne, notably not on the injury report this week. He was dealing with that foot injury before. And wide receiver Zay Jones was uh, questionable. He was limited today at practice. He's dealing with a chest injury. Took kind of a hard attack last week. Out in Kansas City, wide receiver Canarius Tony, formerly of the Sherpa's Giants, was limited with a hamstring injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. Um, and it looks like that they may get wide receiver Nicole Hardman back next week. He'd be eligible to come off IR. He's been dealing with that abdominal injury. Looks like he's on track to come off as scheduled, so that's a good sign for those of you looking for him for the playoffs. Out in Raider Nation, Josh Jacobs uh, was limited today at practice. He's dealing with a quad injury. He's officially questionable going into the Thursday night game. He's going to play, though, barring some kind of crazy setback between now and then, which is, you know, 24 hours. So hopefully he doesn't do anything too high octane between now and then. And tight end Darren Waller, uh, looks like he's on track to be activated from IR next week. Hunter Henry, or, or I'm sorry, Hunter Renfro may be a little further behind, um, but Waller will be back, so that's that's a more promising update than we had last week. Clearly, my cat is here and feels pretty strongly about Darren Waller as well. <laughs> Out on the West Coast, we'll stay with the Chargers. Wide receiver Mike Williams was limited at practice day, but he was practicing on a Wednesday, which is a good sign with that ankle injury he's been battling all year long. Head end Donald Parham Jr. is dealing with a hamstring injury, not practicing today. He's been on IR, but it looks like he he may come back to practice this week and, and maybe coming back off that, so that would be a good sign for them. Also, it is going to be, quote, some time before Joey Bosa returns back uh, to their defense, but they're still hoping to get him back this season, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Baker Mayfield is now a member of the Los Angeles Rams. He is no longer a Carolina Panther, and it is possible that he's going to play quarterback for the Rams tomorrow. That is Thursday night. Uh, Matt Stafford is is on IR. He's done for the year. They're calling it a neck injury. Obviously, he had the second concussion, and, and things weren't going great for him. They said it's not a long-term issue. He's expected to have, quote, a healthy offseason. But John Wolford is supposed to be your starter. He's dealing with a neck injury. He didn't practice today. He's listed as questionable for tomorrow. Baker Mayfield just flew in last night, so, I mean, hopefully somebody's shown him a playbook, but they haven't really committed on what's going to happen. So, my guess would be maybe, maybe don't start a quarterback there. Maybe. <laughs> oh, you can only only hope to be a fly on the wall for that. Um, out in Miami, uh Tuatunga Vailoa was knocked out of the game on Sunday with an ankle injury. They say he could have returned, but he didn't need to, I guess, um, they decided. So he's technically listed as questionable. He is going to play this week. Um, for them, other than that, they're they're pretty healthy. you got a couple of defensive injuries, but for the most part, the Dolphins are, are 
pretty healthy. Um, also worth noting, Jalen Waddle is is listed as questionable if he's going to play, dealing with a lower leg injury. Uh, in Minnesota, pretty healthy out here. They have a lot of cornerback issues. Hoping to get one or two guys back from IR. I don't know if they're going to be able to play this week, but a lot of a lot of issues at quarterback injury wise and. Now they're going to play those fighting Motor City Dane Campbells this week, so they're going to need to be on their P's and Q's on defense. So we'll see what happens. Out in New England, uh, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, we saw get knocked out with that, that hard hit on Thursday night. He never actually had a concussion. He wasn't in the concussion protocol. Um, he's technically listed as questionable. It looks like he's going to play this week. Running back Damian Harris didn't play last week with that thigh injury, but it looks like He's got a pretty good chance this week. Keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Um, as we mentioned, the Saints are on a bye, but I did allude to this earlier. Mark Ingram, II, aka the second, suffered a uh, partial NCL tear on Monday night. He's going to be out four to six weeks, so his season is just about done. The Sherpa's Giants getting healthier, uh, but wide receiver Richie James was limited today at practice. He's dealing with that knee injury. Uh, a lot of a lot of defensive injuries, but here's hoping. Here's hoping uh, they can make a little damage in Philadelphia. But we'll get to that in a little bit. The Jets are dealing with wide receiver Corey Davis being questionable. He is sick, uh, not COVID, but looks like everyone's getting the flu this week, so he's not practicing. Keep an eye on that. Uh, and beyond that, you're looking at a couple of offensive line injuries, which maybe isn't great for Mike White and some injuries to their secondaries to keep an eye on those coming as the week goes on. Philadelphia Eagles uh, dropping Christmas albums this week. Uh, well, I guess technically it doesn't come out until the 23rd. They dropped their first single today. So feel free to go check that out on YouTube. It is pretty funny and actually surprisingly good. As a Cowboys fan, that pains me to admit that. Um, it is going to distract you a little bit from the fact that <laughs> defensive end Robert Quinn was put on IR uh, yesterday got a knee injury. Uh, it's a tough blow for that defense, but they are getting cornerback Avante Maddox back. He is designated to return from IR today from that hamstring injury. Wide receiver Kez Watkins didn't practice, or I'm sorry, he was limited today, didn't practice yesterday with a shoulder injury. He's listed as questionable going into the weekend. And for those of you keeping an eye on Dallas Goddard on your fantasy bench or IR spot, he said that he's not wearing a sling. Um, he, he looks like he's going to be back to play week 15, so he should get activated back off IR next week. That's always a positive. Out in Pittsburgh, wide receiver Deontay Johnson was limited today. He's dealing with a hip injury, and running back Najee Harris has an oblique injury. He didn't practice today. It looks like he's going to try to play through it, but keep an eye on. If he doesn't get a practice in on Thursday or Friday, that could be a problem. In San Francisco, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo go down uh, early in the game, and it they thought it was going to be worse. He's not going to have to have surgery. It's not a list Frank injury. So he potentially could return during the playoffs. Obviously, as someone who's not a big Jimmy G fan, this is not something I'm real fired up about. But they did sign quarterback yeah, but Josh Johnson. the same winning percentage or even better than uh, – I know. Than, oh, um, it's so bad. Joe Montana and <laughs> Joe Steve Montana. Young. I mean, ugh. he does. He does. You can't, you can't fight numbers. But – we are going to get to see Mr. Irrelevant 2022 Brock Purdy get his first NFL start this week. Uh, so he's got that going for him. Nick Bosa is dealing with a hamstring irritation. He's not playing. Uh, he's not practicing, but they're hoping he's going to play. And running back Elijah Mitchell is officially placed on IR this week with any injury. So he's done for the year. 
so we'll we'll touch base on Mr. Relevant again here in a little bit. Also in Seattle, if you're interested in playing running back for an NFL organization, give Pete Carroll a call. Right now things are a little tough. As Again, I feel like this happens every year, but uh, running back DJ Dallas is not practicing today. He sprained his ankle. He is probably not playing this week. Running back Travis Horner, who didn't – Homer, who did not play last week because he had a knee sprain, is practicing today and probably the healthiest of the bunch. Kenneth Walker, III, um, didn't sprain his ankle. They say he jammed his ankle. He's not practicing today, but apparently trying really hard to play. It looks like he's going to try to. I mean, you're going to have to make a Sunday decision on that one. Unfortunately, we'll give you some options off the waiver wire. Might as well. Um, also, in other running back news, Rashad Penny, who is still on IR with his own ankle injury, is not running yet, so he is not going to be activated um, off IR. So still working on rehabbing there. Out in Tampa Bay, the most notable thing here is tackle Tristan Murph, who didn't play on Sunday. He's got that high ankle sprain. He's, quote, healing fast. It's something that's supposed to take six to eight weeks. He's apparently trying to come back, not this week, but maybe next week, which is absurd, but, hey, more power to him. They're dealing with a couple of injuries that are secondary, so keep an eye on that. And in Tennessee, somehow a team that's got a three-game lead in their division decided to fire their GM this week, so things might look a little different this weekend. We'll see. (laughs) Quarterback Ryan Tannehill was limited today. He's been dealing with that nagging ankle injury. Wide receiver Traylon Burks not practicing, still very much in the concussion protocol. He got got pretty well crushed on Sunday against the Eagles, so I would not be surprised if we don't see him on the field this week. Uh, And if you're looking real deep down, wide receiver C.J. Board also not practicing today. He's dealing with rib injuries, uh, probably not playing this weekend either. And uh, other than that, we've got the commanders on a bye, so I wouldn't worry too much about the rest of the world. Yes. Yes, get excited. <laughs> Pure math, guys. Every, everyone rejoice. <laughs> so do you think there's anyone left on the waiver wire that maybe doesn't play running back for the, the Seattle Seahawks that we can pick up this week? Um, it's it's a toss-up between uh, Lacey McMath <laughs> and uh, River Craycraft, I think. Listen, I put River, um, River Craycraft on a touchdown score in Parlay last week. That would have been so, so nice. We had a shot. <laughs> yeah, I think you're you're probably not going to win too many bets. Uh, probably not with but, that, um, but a good chance. So <laughs> waiver wire-wise, it's pretty slim pickings this week, you know, just and the problem is supply and demand. The demand is going to be greater because of both the Injuries that Jenna just went over, and the fact that we've got <clears throat> six teams um, on by in week fourteen. We have a lot of beef with the schedule maker, and it's it's been noted over the last thirteen years. But like, really, this is just really bad work by them. I mean, come on. Yeah, certainly not with uh, fantasy football players' uh, best interests no. in, in mind. And after all, you know, why why do they play the NFL games? But. Uh, but uh, yeah. for fantasy leagues, but um, anyway, uh, hashtag sarcasm. So anyway, looking <laughs> at running backs for this week, um, Cam Akers had a good game last weekend, but I don't yeah. like the matchup this week. So I, 
I'd rather look at someone like James Cook or Jarek McKinnon, uh, Chuba Hubbard, um, maybe DJ Dallas, Jordan Mason, Ty Johnson, or Tony Jones. Kenny, my cat, uh, likes the Tony Jones recommendation. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Cam Akers is probably the most talented of those players. But, again, you know, when you're, you know, potentially starting a guy that just got off a plane, you know, 48 hours ago, that might not be the yeah. best situation for him. So we'll see. Uh, wide receiver-wise, Michael Gallup still available in a number of leagues. Uh, DJ Chark seems to be healthy again for the Lions. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, who's had a few uh, good games in a row now for my Giants. And Matt Collins, who uh, yeah. somehow – um, seems to defy my expectations every week and uh, <laughs> you know, is having a pretty nice season for the Raiders. Um, Nico Collins is hurt and has a bad matchup. Rondale Moore is hurt. Corey Davis is hurt. And Demarcus Robinson has a bad matchup. But those are some other names you might want to consider if uh, you're, you're really uh, in dire straits there. Uh, Quarterback-wise, yeah. Brian Tannehill would be at the top of my list. But, again, given the fact that he's banged up, uh, not so much. Tyler Huntley, probably the best of a, of a bad uh, lot this week. Uh, Mac Jones, perhaps. Uh, Mike White, although I don't like the matchup. And Sam Darnold yeah. and Brock Purdy, uh, don't like their matchups. So, again, pretty slim picking as a quarterback. Uh, uh, good luck if you, if you have to reach into that pool. Tight end-wise, Hunter Henry, probably the guy that I would look to this week if he's available. Kate Otten and uh, Chagosian McConaughey, which was the name that I was sure I was going to stumble on. And my my apologies to the McConaughey family, but uh, I should say McConaughey family. But uh, anyway, if they if they're listening, my apologies, and even if they're not listening. My apologies. I mean, but, I, would, um, I would hope Greg they Dolphins are. They know Evan what they're Ingram doing. Also, <laughs> Greg, they know. I, I try. Okay. Uh, Greg Dalsich and Evan Engram um, both um, could also be added to the list. You know, they're both um, probably higher up on my list uh, player ranking-wise, but I don't like the matchups this week. And since this week it's all about the matchups, uh, you may want yeah. to push them further down the list. Defense, if you're looking for a streamer, the two that are um, front and uh, top of mind for me are Tennessee hosting Jacksonville and Las Vegas uh, hosting the, the misbegotten, or they're actually at the misbegotten Rams uh, this week <laughs> in one of their former cities. But uh, anyway, I mean, the only, yeah. 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 So there you have it. It's, it's, yeah, not not a good it's week to have there. to go dumpster diving no. on the waiver wire. No, it is not. <laughs> not not one bit, unfortunately. But you know, there you are. We have some options for you. Better than zero options. So should we well, uh, do some game picks? A little more exciting. Yeah, people people we actually so want to start this picks. week. Why don't we do some position top ten and avoids? All right. Let's, let's Why don't you start. Start us off in honor where, of your birthday. Where we always do. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, running backs. There's some really interesting matchups this week. So I think there there's a a couple of guys you could put at one. I went with Christian McCaffrey. Um, I I suspect we might see some of that game a little differently, but we'll see. 
Uh, I've got Christian McCaffrey at one, Austin Eckler at two, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry rounding out my top five. Joe Mixon fresh off his week of rest for a concussion, but he seems he seems rested. I've got him at six, Dalvin Cook, uh, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker, I, 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 I believe he is going to play, and DeAndre Swift at 10 for me this week. You got any overlap? Um, That'll be a couple. Uh, not much. A couple names, but not many. <laughs> I've actually got a banged-up Josh Jacobs at the top of my list. I think that little of the Rams this week. Devin Singletary, two for me. Joe Mixon, three. Dalvin Cook, four. James Conner, Saquon Barkley, <clears throat> Derek Henry, Isaiah Pacheco, Devin Singletary, and uh, James Cook rounding out. Oh, why did I have Devin Singletary twice on my list? Uh, scratch that. We're really James Cook up one, put uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, in my uh, Tenth spot there, and uh, honorable you. mentions to uh, Tony Pollard, Leonard Fournette, and uh, Kenneth Walker. II. So we we had some names in common, but uh, yeah, we were pretty far apart from each other on our list. I, so, I do anyway. have I do have uh, Devin Singletary and James Cook at the top of my avoid list this week. Um, so right. we, we might do some of that a little differently. I've also got Rashad White, Cam Akers, Damian Harris, Samaj P. Ryan. Kareem Hunt, Gus Edwards, uh, Chuba Hubbard, Joshua Kelly, and Kenneth Gainwell running on my bottom ten. I wish I've, we've got some overlap there. I've got Nick Chubb yeah. at the top of my avoid list, Travis Etienne, Damian Pierce, Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, Deontay Foreman, Latavius Murray, Kyron Williams, uh, Gus Edwards, and Kenyon Drake rounding out my ten to avoid for this week. <clears throat> You know, I don't have a, a whole lot of beef with those, so that's all right. What about wide receivers? Who you like in this week? Um, you'll be happy to know that for the second week in a row, I expect the Cowboys to uh, score a lot of points. So I've got C.D. Lamb okay. at the top of my wide receiver list in recognition of that. Uh, Stephon Diggs, two. Devontae Adams, three. Jamar Chase, four. Tyreek Hill, five. Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, Mike Evans, Michael Gallup and DeAndre Hopkins rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions, Darius Slayton, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, and Jalen Waddle, if he's healthy enough to play. Okay. Waddle, Waddle, Waddle. I think he's going to. I'm hoping he does. Um, I have Amon Ross St. Brown at number back. one on my list. <laughs> Tyree Kill at two and Justin Jefferson at three for me. Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase rounding out the top five. Stephon Diggs checking it at six. A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf, and Garrett Wilson at 10. Oh, interesting pick. Um, for yeah. me, my avoid list, I've got Amari Cooper at the top of it, D.J. Moore, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Devin Duvernay, Zay Jones, Brandon Cooks, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nico Collins, and Van Jefferson rounding out my 10 wide receivers Ooh. that I would hope I don't have to start this week. <laughs> for Van Jefferson. <laughs> kind of been a good year for him, it's just never panned out. Um no. he's also he's also on my avoid list. Um but he's joined by Zay Jones, the probably not able to play health wise Cortland Sutton, but just in case he does try to get on the field, please don't start him. Michael Gallup in Dallas, Corey Davis, Joshua Palmer, Brandon Cooks, Bobby Trees, aka Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd and Matt Collins. Interesting. We must uh, 
think uh, differently of Michael Gallup this week, but it would be interesting yeah. to see what you I'm think not, about your Cowboys. Yeah. In, Please tell me you're picking them to win against you. I am, I am picking the Cowboys to win. I Believe me, I love an under, okay. underdog quarterback situation, but even that's tough to, for me to sell. <laughs> All right. Uh, Quarterback-wise, who do you like? Uh, begrudgingly, I've got Jalen Hurts at the top of the list, so if I could put him on my running back list, I might rather do that. Uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, and Patrick Mahomes running at the top five. Geno Smith up at six this week. Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray running at the top ten. I didn't want to put Kirk Cousins in there, but sometimes you just got to do these things. (laughs) So... I've got, um, let's see here, I've got, uh, for some reason I said Joe Mixon, but it's Joe Burrow that I want. I can't keep my Joes straight. Uh, Dak Prescott well, you know is actually at the top good, of my good options. They're both. Um, yeah. I'm sloppy with my Joes. Uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> at the top of my list. Josh Allen, two. Joe Burrow, three. Derek Carr, four. Patrick Mahomes, Tuataga Vialoa, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Kyler Murray rounding out my top ten. And honorable mentions to uh, Geno Smith and Daniel Jones, uh, both of who have New York connections. But uh, hopefully Geno doesn't get any into any uh, shouting matches with Kenneth Walker this week or pointing yeah, matches. Yeah, yeah, that was a little aggressive. <laughs> did, not, did not look like a good time on a lot of NFL sidelines this weekend. Um, no. <laughs> I've got uh, Ryan Tannehill at the top of my avoid list this week. Tom Brady also checking in there. Russell Wilson, I, unfortunately, it's just a no-brainer to put him on there. Mac Jones, Mike White, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, Sam Darnold, slash TJ Walker, slash anyone else that wants to play quarterback for the Panthers, and anyone who decides to play quarterback for the, the Rams, John Mulford, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know. Any, any of, of these groupings I'd like to avoid. And then, unfortunately, Davis Mills. I think he's going to have to throw a lot, but I don't know how successful it's going to go. Okay. I've actually got Jalen Hurts at the top of my avoid list this week. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I like Sean Watson I like it a lot. Two. <clears throat> Russell Wilson at three, although I'm hoping that nobody listening to this has had to start him for a while. Uh, whoever starts for Jacksonville <laughs> – uh, whether it's Travis Lawrence or C.J. Beathard, Mike White, Davis Mills, Sam Darnold, whoever starts for the Rams, John Wolford, Bryce, Bryce Parkins, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Tyler Huntley, and Brock Purdy um, rounding out my avoid list. And if Brock Purdy is at the bottom of my avoid list, I guess that makes him Mr. Irrelevant uh, once again. Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> uh, how about a, a tight end? Maybe not a uh, you'll be happy to know I've you. also got Dalton Schultz at the top of my wow. list, in keeping with my okay. uh, Cowboy-themed list here. Wow. I think running back was the only position where I don't have the Cowboys top rank this week, and that's only because I couldn't decide between the two. <clears throat> and apparently the Cowboys tough. can't either. It's nice to have the depth, but for fantasy purposes, it's a little bit on the annoying side. So anyway, Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Back Shanahan to all over Dalton again. Schultz. <laughs> Dalton Schultz first for me, Dawson Knox, Foster Moreau, Travis Kelsey, Gerald Everett, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Kate Otten or Cameron Brait, whoever starts for Tampa Bay, Noah Fant, uh, Daniel Bellinger, and Trey McBride, 
um, rounding out my Ooh. top ten list. So, so I'm dipping pretty deep into the pool this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad about it. But you know what? Go for it. Um, I I have Dalton Schultz at six on my list, not at one. I've got Travis Kelsey still at number one on my list. Mark Andrews and T.J. Hawkinson. At Friar Moose shooting up to four on the list this week, Greg Dolchich, and then the aforementioned Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, David Njoku, uh, Gerald Everett, and Tyler Higby, but not least. All right. Um, top three guys on my avoid list were all on your recommended list as well as Excellent. another one. But, the games uh, are going to go Mark well Andrews this week, guys. <laughs> Mark Andrews at the top of my avoid list, uh, David Njoku. Tyler Higby, Evan Engram, Greg Dulcich, Harrison Bryant, Isaiah Likely, Jordan Akins, Ian Thomas, and Tommy Tremble rounding out my avoid list of tight ends this week. Tommy Tremble. Never stood a chance. Um, Dawson Knox is on my avoid He's list. He's a pretty shaky pick. <laughs> One may tremble, in fact. <laughs> uh, Mike Gusecki, unfortunately, also joining him for a second consecutive week on the avoid list. Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, uh, Cameron Bray, Trey McBride, Jordan Aikens, Johnny Smith, Will Disley, uh, Daniel Bellinger also also staying away from this week. I can't believe he's playing already yeah. with the eye thing. It just blows my mind. Yeah. How about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? <clears throat> well, there are, there is very much the haves and the have-nots this week. I feel like uh, I do have – this is about the only thing I have uh, the Cowboys at the top of my list on, and it is the defense I would like to be starting. The Ravens checking in at two, Eagles, Raiders, and the Cardinals running in my top five, Patriots, Chiefs, Seahawks, uh, Bills, and the 49ers coming in at number 10 for me this week, mostly because of who they're playing. But I dig yeah, we have a fair amount of overlap on our defense list. I have Dallas at the top of my list. Uh, Vegas, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo rounding out my list of uh, defenses I'd like to start this week. Uh, which defenses are you looking to stay away from? Staying away from the Browns, not liking that one bit for them. The Jets, uh, the Rams, the Panthers, the Texans, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars. Okay, I've got uh, Houston at the top of my list, Jets, Cleveland, Rams, Chargers, Denver, Carolina, Detroit, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Miami, and New England. So I crammed 12 teams into my 10 to avoid. Excellent. <laughs> How many teams have top five picks now? Where are we at today? <laughs> um, at least 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Really enough, one of them might actually be the Detroit Lions, thanks to the Rams and Matt Stafford's neck and yeah, head and shoulders weird, and knees and toes. The Lions and the Eagles right now have a top six or seven oh. pick, too, I think, thanks to the Saints. So, yeah, yeah. could be a case of uh, so, the rich getting richer. the Eagles got a, a good defensive player in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and now we're going to get an even better draft pick. Sense does this make? Who's making these trades? They didn't ask us, obviously. We would have stirred them away from that. But Yeah. I wouldn't know what I'm doing, but I still would have uh, dissuaded (laughs) them from doing that. (laughs) 
but it sounds like we we have some potential dissension here between our picks this week, just from how our position rankings were going. So I'm curious to see how this is all going to shake out. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, jump right in with the Thursday night game, the Raiders uh, traveling to the Rams, and I'm guessing we're going to agree on this one. I just don't see any way with the Rams' uh, injury situation, both at quarterback and at running back, that they're going to be able to put up a good fight in this one. Vegas uh, started out the year on a really uh, sour note, lost a lot of uh, close games. Josh McDaniels is here away hearing calls for his uh, scalp already, but uh, they seem yeah. to have righted the ship there now to the point where at five and seven, they're even potentially, um, I think, I think that's their record. Now they're even potentially uh, in the mix for playoffs, but uh, I'll go with um, the Raiders to win this one easily. I'll say uh, 30 to 17. I've got the Raiders winning 28, 20. Most of this is based off of, no one has any idea who's going to play quarterback for this Rams team or what the hell this thing's going to look like. And it's a Thursday night where things always get weird, and the Raiders in themselves tend to make every game kind of an adventure. So I'm thinking it'll be closer than it should, but the Raiders are still going to find a way to win this football game. Um, they're, they're on a little bit of a hot streak right now, and I think that's going to continue. Yeah, let's um, we'll see. I'm moving ahead to the <laughs> – Sunday games, the first one up, uh, the Battle of Ohio, the Cincinnati version, um, hosting <laughs> Cleveland. Deshaun Watson, obviously not a good uh, start to his uh, new um, career there with uh, Cleveland, but uh, I think it'll go a little bit better for him this week, but he'll still clearly be the second best quarterback on the field. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals run up the score here. I'll say uh, Cincinnati 31, Cleveland 20. Yeah, um, I, I've got Cincinnati winning 33 to 20, so I think we both feel pretty similarly about this game. Uh, Joe Mixon's healthy. Jamar Chase is back. Joe Burrow has not been broken in half by his offensive line yet. Uh, and Cleveland has a whole set of other issues they're trying to deal with internally because this team doesn't work right now. So they're getting the Bengals really at the worst possible time, and I don't think this one's going to feel very competitive at all. So start all your Bengals players. (laughs) Okay. uh, A game we talk about teams and players are trying to avoid. A a game that I would be trying to avoid altogether is the uh, Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Uh, My friend is not singing the national anthem this year at the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. But um, uh, I I don't know. This is one that I think the Cowboys could potentially score more points on their own than these two teams combined this week. Uh, Pittsburgh, definitely the healthier slash hotter, air quotes, team of these two. So, <laughs> And they're at home, yeah, so I'll say they win quotes. this game. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't really uh, feel strongly about this. But I'll, I'll go with uh, – Pittsburgh 21 over Baltimore 17. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Ravens and baby Lamar to sneak out a win here, 23-17. I know TJ Watt's going to be just like a man possessed, as he has been since he's come back, and things have really gotten better for them. However, Baltimore's defense is going to be the deciding factor here, and I think Kenny Pickett is going to have uh, maybe come back to his interception woes. There's, there's just a, it's a lot tougher road to hack there for him. So I'm taking the Ravens 
but like you said, this might not be an offensive clinic. <laughs> I think maybe putting it nicely. Yeah. Um, the next yeah. game, though, could be an offensive clinic, and that's because for the second week in a row, Dallas – actually, the third week in a row, they get to play at home. For the second week in a row, they get to play at home against one of the AFC South teams. And this Which, week it's uh, again, Houston. feels turn. a little one-sided here. <laughs> yeah, the battle of Texas is not going to be much of a battle. I'll say that uh, no. Dallas doesn't quite triple up on them, but I'll go with the final score of Dallas 35, Houston 14, and I'd be surprised if Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and uh, you know, Tony Pollard and P.D. Lamb are on the field for the whole four quarters. Who knows, we might even get another Malik Davis touchdown this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is – it's that time where you have to decide, do you think they're going to play enough to make it worthwhile? I think the answer is yes in the Cowboys for this game. Um, but I, like you, don't think we will necessarily be seeing everybody play an entire game, and nor should they, because quite frankly, can't afford to get injured now. Um, but I have it a little more respectable at 35-21, um, mostly because Houston's going to have to throw a lot. So one or two of these is going to break, but... Yeah, this this isn't going to be like a a real edge-of-your-seat game to watch. Okay, so before we were talking about an AFC North game that's going to be low-scoring, now we'll go to an AFC South game that I think could be equally low-scoring, and that's Tennessee hosting Jacksonville. Uh, Both quarterbacks Mm -hmm. banged up here. Neither offense uh, um, would be termed explosive, even with uh, uh, good health all around uh, the one thing that both teams do have going for them are good running backs, but uh, I don't think that's going to be enough to make this game particularly interesting. I'll go with uh, Derek oh, Henry to have a slightly better day than Travis Etienne, and I'll say Tennessee wins this 24-17. Yeah, I have Tennessee winning 23-17. <laughs> so I, think, I think we both feel pretty oh. similarly about how this game's going to go. Not a lot of uh, of offensive fireworks. And quite frankly, one or no. two of those could be defense touchdowns. I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Yeah, that was so, weird with Cleveland last week, huh? All their scoring. I mean, there was like five touchdowns before anybody teams. scored an offensive touchdown. It was it was very yeah, strange. Very bizarre. <laughs> You're, okay. Yeah, could happen again, but not as many points. <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, Minnesota on the road against uh, Detroit. Detroit actually favored in this game, which shocks me a little bit. I know they've been playing better lately, but um, I just, I don't see it. I think that uh, Minnesota, as shaky as they've um, been in some of their wins, I shouldn't even say shaky. I mean, they've beaten some really good teams by close uh, scores, but I think that trend is going to continue here. I say that uh, Minnesota is going to do kind of what Buffalo did on Thanksgiving Day and win this uh, with the last minute or last second field goal, I'll say. Uh, Minnesota 27, Detroit 24, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the score of the Buffalo-Detroit Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I believe you're right. Um, I am taking Detroit to win this game. I know you're shocked by this. Uh, These games Uh, are generally decided by, like, three or less points, so I've got them winning 30-28. to I think this is going to be more of an offensive explosion. Um, I think that, yes, there is the Justin Jefferson factor, 
But Amora St. Brown is going to put up the same kind of numbers, and I'm interested to see how this goes because he got a couple of good running backs, a couple of good wide receivers. Can the quarterbacks actually make a functional football team? That's where the, the interesting part lies, and I'm not sure if Kirk Cousins can. Jared Goff might be marginally more functional as a quarterback right now, and that's why I'm giving them fighting Motor City Dan Campbell's the edge. All right, we can uh... – We'll have to be in touch Sunday <laughs> afternoon and see how this plays out. But, uh, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I actually started Jared Goff in one league last week and was pretty happy with the results there. And I see your suck. point. And it would be nice if they give uh, Jamison Williams more than one target this week. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I'm asking for too much. Next up, no. we've got an AFC East matchup between the Jets and the Bills. Uh, Jets upset the Bills earlier this season at home. I don't think they're going to be able to repeat that uh, in Buffalo. I think Buffalo is starting to get uh, a little bit healthier. Uh, Josh Allen seems to have made whatever piece he needed to make with his his sore elbow, and he's been fine now. I'll go with uh, Buffalo pretty convincingly here. I'll say Buffalo 34, which that's 24. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Buffalo 30 to 24, so I've got it a little closer. I think that the Jets' defense will will slow things down some. Um, obviously, I, I don't think they can do that enough to stifle every receiver, and that's really what they would have to do for this game to be winnable. Um, Mike White, while he is very great, uh, can maybe be seeing the defense is a little tougher than he's used to, and that might be an issue. So I'm thinking that Buffalo's got the edge. Maybe it's a, a pick six. Maybe that's the difference in the game, but I've got them winning by six. All right, now we go to the Meadowlands, uh, Philadelphia. The, the uh, Eagles uh, looking like very much like a uh, Super Bowl contender so far, traveling to my Giants, who all of a sudden are looking uh, not like such a Super Bowl contender. They haven't won a game in, you know, I think, five weeks now. But um, – I think that, and this is a total homer pick here, but I'm going with the Giants to upset the Eagles. I think, you know, my hope here is that they'll come out either flat or looking past the Giants. Uh, kind of, uh, to me, the Giants are a similar team to the Commanders, not just because of the yeah. tie, but just because they're, you know, mediocre to below average offenses, and you know, their defenses are kind of keeping them in most games. So, you know, it worked for the commanders. Um, I'm hoping that it'll work for my giants. So I'll go with them. Um, hopefully Saquon Barkley can rediscover whatever it was he was drinking the first few weeks of the season. And I'll go with the giants in my upset special for the week 27, 24. I like it. I very much would like to see that happen. Um, I I went However, conventional. I went with the Eagles. <laughs> I went them to win 33-27, um, mostly on the fact that I think this this has the ability to become a bit of a track meet as the day goes on, um, because really that seems to be how these games go. They're going to beat the hell out of each other, and they're going to run down the field and throw the football as far as they can. That's how this game's going to go. And I think the Eagles are just a little better equipped to win that style of football right now because it's not going to be a, is Miles Sanders or Saquon Barkley the better running back. We all know the answer to that, which is why the Eagles spent four weeks signing the Indomitian suit of the world to try to fix that from happening. But I still think you can't. 
It's much like Justin Jefferson. You know how good Saquon Barkley is. You know how dynamic he is. And you still can't stop it from happening. He's still going to be a factor here. I just, I'm worried that, that one breaks away or, or, uh, old Daniel Jones maybe, maybe puts one on the ground again. That's my fear. So that's why I went with the Eagles. But I don't want it to be this way. Plus, I want Graham Gano to get redemption. I mean, all these people blaming yeah. him for the loss, yeah, or, or better yet, saying, "Oh, he made a, you know, a sixty-one yarder against us five or six years ago, and he, now he misses a fifty-eight yarder for us into the wind." I mean, come on. Yeah, like, like take a look at the big picture here. Like, he did a hell of a thing. It just wasn't quite enough. Like, shouldn't have had to be the one to win the game, guys. But. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> plus, if you told the Giants fan that they would be seven four and one after you know thirteen weeks of the season, you know, I, I think most of us would have signed up for that at the beginning of the season. Absolutely. Uh, they kind of lived by the sword at the beginning of the season, and now they've died by the sword a little bit the last few games. But uh, we'll see. You know, yeah. If they end up as, you know, with a final record of. You know, Seven nine and one, then you know, different conversation. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I'm hoping not. But right now, you know, that NFC East is still going to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's so, funny the, you know, so going from where we were a few weeks ago or a few years ago, where yeah, you know, the question was, are any of these teams going to finish above 500 and make the playoffs? Right. Now, where they might all finish above. 500 and all make the playoffs. Of course, that wasn't And somehow when Tom Brady's below 500 and a playoff team, we're not making the, oh, guys, they should have to be at least 500 and make the playoffs. No one's having that conversation now. No, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they will be over 500 by the end mm-hmm. of the season. But, uh, we'll see. So <laughs> next, first of the late games, we've got Kansas City traveling to Denver, who's having a nightmare season. Russell Wilson uh, is probably – wondering, you know, what would have happened if they kept all those draft picks and just gone with, um, you know, yeah. Brett Ruffin or, or something. Yeah, or Drew Locke. Drew Locke could have won, won all these yeah. games. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, anyway, I, I think Kansas City is going to – Denver has a very respectable defense. It's just their offense isn't holding up and their end of the bargain. I don't expect that to change this weekend. Kansas City has an underrated defense to go along with a very good offense. I'll say Kansas City wins this easily. I'll say uh, 28-17. You got 28-14, so I, I respect what the Broncos are doing even less, especially because their entire offense is injured. And the only healthy people they had on it, I'm looking at you, Melvin Gordon, got sent out to pasture. They're gone. They're like, Let's keep all the injured guys. Great move. Um, shockingly, that hasn't worked for them. And I don't think the home field advantage is, is totally negated. I mean, this is, this is going to be rough. Uh, Kansas City, this doesn't feel like it's ever going to be a fair fight. They're probably coming right down on the field in the first drive, putting up a touchdown, and it's just going to feel like, hey, there we go. We're off to the races. Um, I, I just I don't see a way this is, a, is competitive really at all. I mean, I could probably be playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and this still wouldn't feel competitive for the Broncos. That's how bad things are right now. Next up, we've got uh, Carolina going to Seattle. Seattle, Geno Smith definitely coming back to earth and kind of makes you wonder if they might be in the market for a 
quarterback this offseason. Uh, Carolina certainly will be. Of course, they'll have a much uh, higher draft pick to do something about that um, with that pick. But anyway, I think Seattle is just you know, they're they're better enough that they should win this game. I'll go maybe a little bit closer than you know, I would have thought, but uh, I'll, I'll say Seattle wins this by touchdown, 28-21. Well, I'm still not quite yes. sure how uh, Carolina's going to score 21 <laughs> points. I'm not sure either, but I also have them scoring 21 points, which whatever whatever we were apparently both seeing out of this Carolina team, they get three touchdowns in them. Not sure where they're coming from, but – uh, I've got Seattle winning 27-21, so uh, we're pretty much in the same same boat here. I have no idea who's going to play running back. I'm hoping it's Dennis Walker, um, but you know, there's there's still a couple of pretty good wide receivers way way down the field waiting to catch football that I think the Panthers aren't really going to have a whole lot of chance of slowing down. So I, I think Seattle's got this one handled. So I figured out how Carolina's going to score 21 points. Remember okay. last year when that game against the Vikings, I think, where Jeremy Chin scored mm-hmm. a defensive touchdowns on two plays in a Ooh. row? I think, yes. I think like that. he's Let's going to break his own again. record, and I think he's going to break his own record and do it three plays in a row late in the game well, and turn good, a good news, 28 guys, nothing I know game what into game a 21. I'm watching this weekend. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, and I'm guessing you're not going to hear it anywhere else. I'm hoping not, because of what? When this happens, when it's really come to fruition, well, we'll be back here reminding you of this moment. <laughs> yeah. And if not, I'll take it on the chin. But um, <laughs> up next, we've got Tampa Bay at San Francisco. And if Jimmy Garoppolo, strangely enough, were the quarterback against uh, Tampa Bay and his uh, former um, um, starting quarterback there, I would actually – say that I would pick San Francisco in this game, but given that it's Brock Purdy against uh, Tom Brady, I know San Francisco has a, you know, a very good supporting cast with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle et al., but I just think the, the disparity in the quarterbacks is too great here. I'm going to say Tampa Bay figures out how to win this game. I'll say 27-24. Well, I'm going to shock you and go the other way. Um, I am going to take Brock Purdy and the 49ers to win this football game 23-21. I was less than impressed with the, the Buccaneers showing last week and the weeks prior. This is not a good football team, despite what you might think, and the, the wins and losses, like almost a 500 team, whatever. They're not a good team. They don't play well together. They don't play together. The whole thing is a mess. I'm not interested. However, Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. I am more interested in, but... The 49ers are built to run with or without a quarterback. They just need someone with a pulse to hand the ball off or hit a little a little out route to George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk. There's there's a whole plethora of trick plays and options that can come in here. Brand, uh, Brandon Ayuk could throw touchdown passes. Debo Samuel can. McCaffrey can. I mean, hell, anyone could line up anywhere at any time. Brock Purdy might be playing tight end by the end of the night. I don't know. But I think it's going to be interesting to find out because it's going to be some kind of chaos out there. And while the Tampa Bay defense can say all day, well, they weren't they weren't ready for Brock Purdy last week, but they know about him this week. They know to get ready for him. There's not that much to know about the guy. I mean, it's going to be a pretty straightforward operation. He's going to just need his lineman to give him a little bit of time, which I think they can do. So I think 
this is um, most interestingly a battle that will probably come down to two Mr. Irrelevance in one game as the deciding factors. You got obviously Mr. Irrelevant 2022 Brock Purdy, but Ryan Suckup Mr. Irrelevant 2009, one of the most notable Mr. Irrelevance of all time is going to be kicking for the Buccaneers. So it could come down to Brock Purdy's arm and Ryan Suckup's leg, and we're going to see who comes out on top, and I think it's going to be Brock Purdy. Also, just for those of you with sanity, um, this will be the seventh quarterback to make his first ever career start against Tom Brady, and all six of them prior did lose. (laughs) There's maybe not a lot of science to back up what I think is going to happen, but I do think it's there, so for what it's worth. It won't be Purdy. the newer Mr. Irrelevant. Okay. It might not be pretty. It might not. <laughs> okay. Next, uh, the Sunday night game should actually be an interestingly. This will be the second game this weekend in the SoFi Stadium. The first game, the Thursday night game with the Raiders at the Rams, I think could be one of the worst games of the week. But this one here on Sunday night has the potential to be one of the better games of the week, and that's the. Dolphins uh, on the road against the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert seems healthier again to the Tiger via Loa. Not so healthy all of a sudden, but I just think that um, the supporting cast, uh, especially a receiver, um, is somewhat better for the um, for the Dolphins than it is for the Chargers. I mean, yeah, Keenan Allen is healthy, but uh, Mike Williams still not healthy. So I'm going to go with mm-hmm. uh, Miami here by a field goal. I'll say Miami 30, uh, Chargers 27. We have the exact same exact same score. We've got Miami winning 30 to 27. What's interesting most to me about this game is this Chargers team is historically bad, like bottom five all time against the run. This defense under a, an alleged defensive mastermind coach. Um, and the Dolphins have, like, the least average yards per game. They're, they're like, 90 yards per game for running backs. So do the Dolphins try to come out and just do what they do and hope that the defense will, will give a little on the, the passing game? Or do you try to actually use some of the 48 running backs you currently have on the roster, like Jeff Wilson Jr., and play against a weakness of your opposition. So I'm curious to see how they do this, but I do think whichever route they go, they're going to win. But maybe, maybe okay. they mix it up a little that, bit. That brings us to the Monday night game, also in the Western <laughs> time zone, and that's uh, Arizona hosting New England. And I, both of these teams have been disappointing. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, probably not going to be the coach after the season is over, but I do think they uh, salvage some respectability here and pull out a victory. I'll I'll go with a 27-24 score for Arizona. I think uh, you know Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins will do just enough to keep them in the win column. I mean, we have we have uh, a couple of organizations that are having some sideline strife, which should make for some good TV. Um, and while I, I originally wanted to go New England on this just because they, they sort of are a little more together offensively, um, and that's not saying a lot, 
Arizona, I think, actually gets the edge. New England's defense really can't slow down or even try to stop mobile quarterbacks. And as long as Kyler Murray just runs around and is Kyler Murray, I think they can win this game. The defense, for whatever reason, can't adapt to that. That's when you've seen those big losses they've had this year. So I'm taking the Cardinals to win 24-20 because they think the Patriots will hang around. They'll slow some of this down, but I don't think they can do enough to neutralize uh, Kyler Murray this week. So sorry, Patriots fans. But we only have a couple, a couple of, of big discrepancies here. So actually, all in all, a pretty good week for us uh, pick-wise. We do have a couple of things left for you, our daily fantasy picks, because, you know, maybe your season-long team hasn't gone great. Maybe you just need a, a different fantasy pick. We've got it covered for you. So, as always, the disclaimer, you know who to pick. You know what players you put on your roster, the stars. Here are some guys that values that can help you fill a role, help you afford some of the other guys. So, that's what we try to help you out with there. So, at uh, quarterback – Tyler Huntley, I talked a lot about how I still think that, that this offense is going to run just as well as it did with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, and Daniel Jones, the price is all very right for all of them, uh, especially for the output you're going to get this week. At running back, DeAndre Swift, I think, is a very interesting option in Detroit. Obviously, I think they're scoring a lot of points. Isaiah Pacheco as well, and Latavius Murray, maybe not the game I'm looking for a ton of ton of points in, but guys who might get in the end zone. In wide receivers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, if you could maybe not drop the gimme touchdown pass he did last week, things would look a lot better, but I think he's getting the looks. Jay Jones, uh, Nico Collins, Garrett Wilson, and DJ Chark, so a couple of good good mid-level options to look at. At tight end, Austin Hooper, Pat Firemuth, and Greg Dolchich. Defensively, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, and the Titans, they'll look at you under budget, get you those big-name players. So you can we can help guide you to victory across all all the platforms here. Um, so we uh, will be back with you next Wednesday night, as we are every week from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. As always, you can find us all over social media. We are everywhere you find your favorite podcast, and you can always shoot us an email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>